Oh, <laughs> okay. The kid is sleeping, so no screams. Stop. Welcome, my friend. Welcome, my friends to a show that never sort of kind of ever ends. Though uh, YouTube is giving me a run for my money, man. This is version. Oh God. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. How about this? Does that work? I think it does. A one, a six, a three. I'm your host, Eugenius Robinson. And you are listening to Eugenius Robinson Show Stomper. We'll let Bob Riley send us in as he has since 2007. Before we start the show, which has been a discombobulated mess. But first, let Bob sing it. I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. So being paid back and for always nothing. All right, um, listen, second week in a row, YouTube screwed me on this. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to leave it up to you. I told you a cautionary tale a few weeks ago about how combat music radio came to be and also how combat music radio ended. Uh, Listen, the knuckle up was an orderly progression from show 500 to show zero, at the end of which, ostensibly, I was going to set myself aflame. That didn't come to fruition. I rolled it over to the show stomper, but this cannot continue. I, I I can't. I can't. It could be that I still the dead guy hasn't given me my computer back. It could be any number of different things. Um, I know the cats in. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got we got lots. You, you're thinking of the newsletter. So um, I know the cats uh, use Sportscaster. That's sportscastr.com. One of you's got to check it out. See if that's going to be easier than using this YouTube thing because this YouTube thing is not working for me. I can't spend 40 minutes trying to get a show up and then spend an hour on the show for, 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 for what we get paid for the show. Can't do it. I can't. I can't I, it's two hours out of my life. It's not that big of a deal to you, but I got a wife. I got kids. I can't. I can't. I, whatever YouTube is doing to make this difficult, I'll get to the point where I can't deal with it. So, you know, one of you was telling me that, uh, you know, you hit a hard patch and, uh, you know, you said that the show means a lot. Yeah, but my mental state of being also means a lot. So we got to, somebody, we got to get off this YouTube thing. It's making me miserable. It's not working. That's all I can say. So it, like uh, like Michael Jira said in the Angel of Light record that he did with Jarbo, you figure it out. You know I'm not tech-minded. Somebody help. It's a cry for help. It's a personal cry for help. But let's move on. We're at five minutes of my ranting. That's it. 
This is one six three of the uh, of the showstopper. And usually, if you remember, I have an interesting point. I used to st- I used to yeah, it's just a drag, man. It's like I've been sitting here for an hour trying whatever it was that I was going to talk about on the show. I had to like reconvene and re- like I'm not. Uh, Shoulder your burdens without complaint. I got it. Anyway, I start the show with uh, uh, Stigmata, Calling of the Just. The song is called Intro All of Nothing. Same song I've used since 2007. And typically, if you remember the old intro, I used to say the CD is still available from Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California, where they hit your car with a hammer, shoot you death in a nightclub. Well, I went to that page and actually Revelation Records and went to the drop-down menu, menu and said that they, they didn't have any more stigmata. And the way it typically worked is they would pay me, I'd send them more. They'd pay me, send me more. Pay me, send me more. And so I knew people were buying it, but they weren't sending me any money. So I started complaining about it on the show. I started complaining about it in the show. And shockingly, shockingly, surprisingly, I'll cover the number because, uh, you know, you could, computer geniuses down there this showed up in the mail and you can see it's not a lot of money and that's my address incidentally if you want to send cash to the show uh, um which will be significant for me to get my computer back from the dead guy but they they somebody must have cued him into the fact that we're talking about him and apropos of nothing they chose to pay so you can send using this address you can send money for the show oh my finger's covering it sorry uh, I guess it's backwards for you, or maybe not. Maybe it's forwards. P.O. Box 19271, Stanford, California, 94309, or pinko95014 at yahoo.com for pay, PayPal. Venmo and Cash App I have. Find me on there. I, I don't know what to tell you. I can't find it. Or patreon.com slash, uh, patreon.com slash the Stomper or Stomperville. I can never remember which. I think it's the Stomper. Anyway, we're, we're here. And fortunately, fortunately, all of that, the YouTube fuckery has has not shaken me off of my resolve that what happened this weekend with uh, UFC fight night, uh, Arias and, uh, and well, let's just call him Yuri, Prochaska, or I could call him Prochaska, um, was was significant in ways that that uh, that m- many of us and certainly none of the other MMA commentators are going to be able to grasp but which based on some of you, what some of you were doing in the Twitterverse, some of you have started to smell, smell out where I might be going with this. <laughs> hey, for hey, I'm not, hey, I'm not turning my nose up at a five spot. I'll take it in a second. Venmo. What is the Venmo? All right. Well, somebody's asked about the Venmo. Let's find the Venmo. Yeah, Venmo. It is, uh, oh, look at this. There's a picture of me and Mussolini and my little Venmo thing. At Eugene Dash Robinson Dash Twenty Eight. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got it. I got it. Um, I'll, I'll write it. I'll write this. So there's no, no excuse. Um, but that, that, that's less of an issue for me than at this point. Really, what I need, I got to get off of this YouTube thing. It, this is, this is not helping me. Yeah, other people do podcasts that are on YouTube without using this YouTube client. And it works for them, but I don't want to keep complaining. I, you don't care, and, and, I, and I don't care. So anyway, um, well, I mean, I do care, but it, it's not going. I'm like a mail, mailman, neither rain nor sleet nor, nor snow. You got it. Well, anyway, so um, so listen, there were I had three cares on the card last night. If you watch, there was no care, don't care. So Steph just tweeted out. If you follow me at, at Eugenius Robinson on the Twitter machine. We t- she tweeted out our cares. <clears throat> and I think I, I, I had three, or I had two, and I had to be talking to three. This is not a high-priority fight then. So this is, we go into yesterday, the wife and I got a bunch of stuff doing. I, I got the whole kitchen torn out, doing yard work, got the shovel, got the kid in, in a little harness, and I'm shoveling and pulling plants and, you know, do the work myself, right? And so uh, <clears throat> at least some of it, uh, anything with electrical, I'm not trusting my, or gas, I'm not trusting myself to do. Um, so, yeah, you know, the kid takes a nap, like she's taking a nap now. And I decide, well, let me, let me see what we got on. on um, <laughs> yeah, let me see what we got on the, on the ESPN thing. So we uh, turn on the fights 
And then I see the Greek guy um, fighting. Um, uh, there was another another national. I don't a Brazilian guy was he Brazil? No, an Indian Indian cat, a Greek guy, an Indian cat. And it was like I've said before, and I'll say it again. I don't like watching people who I'm better than, because then I could just be somewhere training. And incidentally, for those of you, Jesus Christ, my ring light has a mind of its own. For those of you who've got uh, questions or curiosity, I have gone back to jujitsu, and this is probably the the closest thing to saving my life, incidentally. I feel instantaneously better. Uh, All my GI issues seem to be going away. So, you know, state of mind, who knows? Who knows? I'm not fully 100% there, and I still lost all the weight, um, which is down. I'm down to about 202 now. So uh, not a cool place, not a place I'd like to be, but whatever. I'm okay. I'm not in pain right now. I'm sitting here. Remember, you remember the old show. I was going miserable. So um, so I'm dying. I'm watching these shows. I'm dying. I'm dying. And I'm watching these fights. And there are different people on the card. And uh, and I'm catching little bits of it. I'm going to, yeah, let's, let's, let's pull it up right now. Um, and, and I have to say that, let me, where is it? Here we go. Um, I'm, if you were following the, the Twitter thing, you know that that I, I was dying. I, I said this this is the kind of thing that's killing my soul. It, this is not this is I don't know uh, whose idea was. I don't know whose idea this was, but this was a very bad idea. Whatever this, so I'm dying. I'm watching these little things, and I I don't want to. Well, mostly because I can't. But the the prelim, I can't find it right now. But the prelim is this, it was just it was atrocious, right? So, um, and then there was uh, uh, Ronda Marcos, who is a gift for me, very possibly a gift. Also now Abraham and Strauss and always something. Not, and she had this uh, judoka, this Brazilian judoka, Pinheiro, who was great, and kicked her, kicked her in the face, up kicked her in a uh, uh, downed opponent, and of course, you know, always something. So it's a disqualification. Pinheiro wins. At first, uh, Paul Felder was thinking that Pinheiro was pulling a, a, a soccer player move, also known as a Team February, and that she was faking it. But if her first her first response was not in response to a doctor saying February, but in actual fact, did I lose? It means that she has no short term memory about what happened or why it happened. Uh, all right, I, I guess it tweets me when you send when you send money. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And so uh, that was a good fight before it wasn't a good fight. And so you're sitting there, you're thinking, I mean, it, it's forcing is forcing a reevaluation. That's why I don't like to move, because every time I like to move, I have to take all my little stupid shit and put it in a stupid box and then reevaluate my entire stupid life based on the stupid stuff in the stupid box. And I have to think, hey, man, man, have I spent my time profitably? Have I, have, is this, and then it causes me to question the move forward. It, I, I'm looking forward, questioning myself. I'm looking back, questioning what I've, I'm questioning what I've done. I'm questioning what I'm doing. I'm questioning where I am. I hate moving. I, I would rather just throw everything out and show up at a new place and say, here I am now. Right. So th- these are the kind of dark nights of the soul kind of thoughts I'm having as I'm sitting there between doing stuff and giving the kid the bath and got the phone up. And it's like, I hate to be one of these dads with the phone up. But this is now like the thing that I'm doing, right? Um, and uh, and then they had they start with Merab, right? And I had to be talked into Merab, and I and part of me was turning my nose up at the Merab Cody Stamen fight because I'm like, I'm back training jujitsu now, and I need these guys for it. grappling. Is just gonna make me gonna 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 make me cranky, you know? Um, so, uh, but I'm watching these guys, and they want, and then I hear the name Sarah Longo and Marab. How do you come all the way from Georgia, not the state, the country, and and train? But I'm not talking shit about. Well, I am talking shit about Sarah Longo. Uh, why there? We're just straight. But dude was um, it? This was a great, and I mentioned it on Care Don't Care today, which will debut tomorrow. But what I saw in that Marab Cody Stamen fight. Typically, what you've seen is a, you've seen a neither fish nor fowl. You've seen a, 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 a Brazilian jiu-jitsu player who's really good, and it kind of has added like a little, like a bell and a whistle onto their technique. But it's still fundamentally Brazilian jiu-jitsu, right? And, that, and that's kind of what you, what you see. Or you take an American wrestler who is like learn, 
you know, learned a little bit. I'm going to pass a guard, and you know, maybe maybe you 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 get that right. Um, but what what I saw with the Marib fight against Stamen was, was somebody, and it could be because he comes from a neither fish nor foul place. If he's from Georgia, pretty much what the grappling he's learning is maybe influenced by Sambo or, or, or some some other thing. Um, but it seemed to me that it, he had the, he had evolved grappling not into this kind of just mutant Brazilian jiu-jitsu or mutant American wrestling, but a wholly new other thing that we hadn't really seen before. Right, and I and I was like, oh, okay, oh, he's gonna slightly, he, he's he's got the guy in the front headlock, he's gonna in the guillotine, and he does it. He uses it to transition, and I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. It doesn't make up. I mean, restaurant analogies abound. It doesn't make up for the shitty music, the shitty decor, the shitty appetizers, the shitty drinks. It doesn't make up for any of that. But suddenly now, you know, as we move up to my main course, suddenly now. Suddenly now, the food is not tasting that bad. That was a good. That was a good fight. And, and fundamentally, that fight and the headliner fight taught me a few things. So, and it's and I and I, you know, you've been doing jujitsu for a long time. There are things that you know, and the things that you know, and they get. You know, I was I was training the other day with a guy who was a jujitsu black or a judo black belt. And he wasn't flexible for shit, and he has knee problems. And it's like, hmm. every time I go down that alley, I get attacked and raped. Every time? Yeah. That's not really a shortcut, right? This is just how you use it. I mean, we all know if you were more flexible, you'd probably have fewer knee injuries. If I was more flexible, I'd have fewer back injuries. If I had better cardio, I'd be a better fighter. How well, cardio? How do I get better cardio? A guy that was a jiu-jitsu black uh, blue belt back uh, years ago got into extreme marathon. I, I won't go near the guy now. I won't touch him now because not only is he now a, a really talented purple belt, but he never gets tired. The guy is running 100 miles at a time. Jiu-jitsu is a walk in the park for him. It's a different type of cardio, but still combined, you get – it's not an amalgam anymore. It's not an amalgam. It's a totally new thing. So let, let me tell you, let me tell you, that matter of fact, so now I'm paying attention. Now I'm focused, right? Uh, the bad taste, the bad restaurant stuff that was going on before, no, 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 Now I'm okay. Now let, let me pull, pull up this thing. So um, um, event. How about that? Event. Wikipedia. I just go straight to Wiki because I can't. I'm trying to find a listing because I'm not, you know. Okay, here we go. Results. We'll just go straight there. All right, so I got it. So, um, yeah. Luma Lugbunmi against uh, Sam Hughes. That was entertaining. It was good to see. And a similar thing happened in there. She's been a lifelong kind of Muay Thai person, but clearly has made a decision to move to, to, to MMA and Almost to a new place, but not quite. Lua, Lua, uh, it was Polina Botello. No? Yeah, that was a slack fight. No, it was Luana Pinheiro against Random Marcos. That uh, it was killing me. And all these, uh, I've got them now. So Mar uh, uh, So now I'm, I'm dialed in. Sean Strickland and Shishtov Jocko, I, I didn't care about the fight. Didn't, you know, didn't, w and wouldn't be motivated. And I don't care, don't care, you know, John and Steph were saying, oh, you know, Sean, you know, he's maybe if he breaks the top 15. So, yeah, if, if. And then it turns out before the show was even ended that the, they had updated the rankings and he has now broken the top 15. So he's like 15. But, you know, a, a friend of mine once said about a, a former roadie of ours, I, my res I have three responses to everything they say. So what? Who cares? And why are you telling me? And that's largely how I feel, and it's terrible to feel, you know, when the commentators are talking about Sean Strickland and this and Sean Strickland and that and how he's training and how he feels. It's like, a, bro, bro, I, you know, I got limited space in this melon here. I, I don't care about you. I mean, you know, I, I would almost appreciate him making the universal sign of the belt with his hands because that would be a level of crazy. I mean, he's a journeyman. God love him. I'm glad he gets to write in his tax. I'm glad he gets to write in his tax. Uh, uh, um, what do you call tax? Uh, what the hell do you call these things? Tax. Uh, 
not tax report. What, a, <laughs> what am I blanking? Uh, tax uh, filing. Not, not, what is it called? Tax. Uh, tax return. Uh, so I'm glad he gets to write in his tax. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> That's, no, not bragging for. I'm glad he gets to write his tax return that he's a fighter, but this does not does nothing for me. But I'm still kind of high and still thinking about the Marab Dejshvili uh, thing. So um, and then Kudalaba comes out against Dusty Jacoby, and then once again, are you not entertained? Extremely entertained. Extremely, because some of you were like, ah, you know, taking shits on uh, Kudalaba deservedly, but he's not there for that. And I and I said, you know. Some guy was saying, ah, I was going to, but listen, Kudalaba, Kudalaba is, <laughs> there are a lot of words in the world, I know. Kudalaba is, uh, is, the, is the Romanian West Sims, because win or lose, you don't care whether he wins or lose, right? I mean, his last four or five fights, I do not remember whether he won or lost, but I still have a generalized good feeling about Jan Kudalaba. I'm not betting on him. I'm not gambling on him. I'm not. I mean, th this is this is like, uh, uh, what is it? This has got to be a corollary to a guy I can't trust. Like, for example, I'll give you a little peek to the care to the care don't care. Neil Magny is fighting Jeff Neal. I refuse to care about this fight because Magny has got me in the ass one too many times. He is one of a bona fide dicta, a guy I can't trust anymore. The, these people live, they're like, it's like that movie, The Cooler. They live to destroy my day. And I, I just can't, I, can't, I just can't, I can't, I can't. I, and you know, they would say, well, you know, Jeff Neal. And I go, hey, hey, how geek does work? They get you in the casino and next thing you know, you're standing there with a barrel and, 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 and socks, you know? So no, not gonna, not gonna, not gonna. But there's gotta be an op, like a guy I can't trust anymore where trust is not even the issue with Kudalaba. I trust that Kudalaba is going to be Kudalaba. It's like I don't leave, you know, uh, trust is a weird thing. As long as you do, like the Joker says, as long as you stick to the plan, no matter how ridiculous the plan is, I will trust you. <laughs> bracket. No, not tax bracket. I mean, there is a tax bracket, but it's tax return. Anyway, so um, Kudalaba, I, I don't I don't really watch Kudalaba because I want to watch a Romanian guy named Kudalaba win. I just watch Kudalaba because I think Kudalaba. And that's a great place for him to be, frankly. And I think that the UFC sees that. He shows up all painted in green because he recognizes that it's show business and he is the Hulk. He does he he grabs this guy's head. He's I mean, and he apologized to the guy afterward. I mean, we know it's kayfabe, but in the case of Kudalaba, it's like, what's he gonna do next? It was like a Genki Sudo coming out dressed like Diana Ross from the Supremes. That shit was worthwhile. It was interesting and compelling. And I didn't really care whether Genki Sudo won or lost either. I didn't care. So Kudalaba gets in there and he 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 wrestled mugs Dustin Jacoby. Now keep in mind, Kudalaba shouldn't be losing by any stretch of the imagination to Dustin Jacoby. Shouldn't be having a hard time with a guy who's got no grappling in his back pocket. But uh, he, he, you know, rag just he destroys him the first. But then, of course, because he is so, he is so, Jan Kudalaba is so Jan Kudalaba that pretty much you can look at your watch and he's going to gas at the same time, the same round in the same way for the same reasons. I mean, he's made a decision. I'm carrying this much muscle. I'm carrying this much weight. I'm going to do I, the trade-off that I'd have to make by doing more cardio in muscle and strength. It's not worth it to me. It's not worth it to me. I like the way my clothes fit. Like that time, I, I, honest to God, was complaining bitterly about the people who run my cleaners. And I said, they, they're putting some chemical in my clothes. All my shoes, all, they're shrinking, they're destroying my suits. All my, my suits are shrinking. And people were looking at me to see if I was actually joking. And I'm like, what the fuck are you looking at? They're shrinking my clothes. They put chemicals in the clothes. How do you think, what do you think dry cleaning is about? And they go, Okay, they saw that I didn't get it. And like, so Eugene, your black suit is too tight. Uh-huh. Your maroon suit is too tight. Uh-huh. Your brown one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The silver one? Yeah, yeah, that one. The gray one? Yeah, that's all tight. What about the shirts? Fuck yeah. I can't believe the shirts are tight too, tight too. 
No, not now. This is before. This is how I got up to like 236. Man, I'm 202 now. You can't see because I'm hiding my neck. Um, so uh, uh, Kudalaba was reliably Kudalaba. And people like uh, Bisping was complaining. He was like, yeah, man, this is, you know, at the end of the fight when it was declared a draw. And I was like, see, Bis- of course it would be Bisping. Of course it would be Bisping who would say this. Of course it would be him. He's like, well, you know, we've got to have a winner. And like, No, what you're talking about is somebody getting screwed, which it makes sense that you would be comfortable with. That's not what we're there for. I don't want to see somebody get screwed. You know, I I feel the way I feel as a draw is much better than if they would have gone Jacoby or, or Kudalaba. Because well, in Kudalaba's case, I don't care if he wins or loses. Jacoby's case, I'm now paying attention, sort of care. He was a stud, came back and sort of held his own. So everybody wins. I'm okay with that. <laughs> No, 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 no. Roy Nelson's manager used to train with me, Mike, whose last name I suddenly can't remember either. And uh, it's because of the lack of sleep with the newborn. I think it's not it's not age. Even though the hair fool you, I need to get a haircut. That that would make a difference. But um, but he was like, no, 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 no. He's uh um that that's just I've I do road work with him with Roy Nelson. And that's just what he's like. That's just his weight. That's just what, that's the deal. So, um, but Kudalaba is, uh, I was perfectly happy with that as an outcome. That is as it was. And anybody who was upset by that is, well, a bisping. Um, um, hold on. I'm going to ask Sorrell something now that he's talking to me again. Uh I'm going to ask him. I'm going to ask him who Roy, uh, uh, what Roy Nelson's manager's last name was. I can't remember, man. I can't. I can't remember. I, and this is really disturbing me because it's been a couple of days. I've given myself a couple of days. So Sorrell, Sorrell would know. Um, so, uh, so now I'm all right. I'm feeling pretty. I'm feeling pretty okay. I'm cruising into it, and I'm like, okay, Kudalaba. I didn't bet on him. So, you know, in my uh, my journey to to best John and Steph in the picks, I uh, I picked Cub Swanson because I picked against Cub Swanson before, and now uh, you know I, I don't want to doubt the guy. I've been hearing Giga Giga Chikaze, Giga Chikaze, Giga Chikaze. Okay, I got you. Giga, 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 I got you. Giga, 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 giga. All right. But, you know, he, Cub Swanson pulled it out. I don't think he's over the hill. And uh, I'm, I'm here in the hype machine. But, you know, Giga has been beating guys who I'm like, eh, eh, eh. And so they say, this is the first time he's faced somebody serious. And I was like, okay, so the first time. So we both go into this. It's a Vegas pick from that point of view. Even though the odds were in Giga's. Uh, Kogan. Fuck. Thank you. God damn it. Ah. Well, that's not, first of all, my excuses, that's not his real name. He's from, he's from Georgia, the country, not the state. They don't name kids Mike Kogan. In the, the, so that's my excuse. Of course, then to counter that, you'd have to say, oh, really? What's his Georgian name? And then, then I'm stuck. <laughs> Kogan, who, <laughs> I mean, we're the co-signers for the Sorrell Academy. That's why it exists. I should remember. I'm in business with the guy. I should remember his name. Uh, we signed together. So, uh, you know, anyway, so, um, so Giga, Giga, and, and I don't mind. It, I, I'm like, there's a, there's a, it, it's all there on the floor. There, there's a, there's a, there's a clean loss and a dirty loss. And there's a clean win and there's a dirty win. We've got four. Clean, dirty, clean, dirty. Loss, win. As far as I'm concerned, with Cub Swanson, that was a clean. That was a clean loss. And, and the difference is with a clean loss. Like, let me get rid of the thumb. With a clean loss, you got nothing to be ashamed of, because that means a hundred fighters out of a hundred, you put them in that position. The same thing is going to happen to them. 
Now there are some fighters who who will not uh, will not be beaten by uh, uh, Giga Chikatse, but a very good one. And it, keep in mind the issue for Cub Swanson at this point is: Am I an ex- am I, am I an executive gatekeeper or am I a basement gatekeeper? If you're an exe- if you're an executive level gatekeeper, that means that you're still looking at the champion and you're making life hell for guys who are like anywhere in the top 10. Right? That's what that means. You're looking up. If you're a basement gatekeeper, you're looking down. You know, that means everybody from 10 to, to from 10 to 20 in the rankings is trying to find you. You're looking down the stairs. Any you guys want to come up here? You gotta go through me. That means as a basement gatekeeper, it's not as good as being an executive gatekeeper. A basement gatekeeper, you've heard the expression, and it's more true here than any other place. It's only one place to go, but down. Cub Swanson, Cub Swanson is, if you remember the old the old knuckle up designations. I'm going to say he's Phantom Tollbooth. He's a reliable quality. He's got a, he's got a pretty high number. He's not sitting way in the back of the room. He'll get played again. He'll get paid again. It's worthwhile. Closer to being a basement gatekeeper than an executive gatekeeper. But if he were stock, I'm interested. I'm 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 okay with him on a hold. Not a buy recommendation, not a sell recommendation, a hold, not a basement gatekeeper, not an executive level gatekeeper, just a reliable quality. I felt bad that he lost. If you've been hit like that, a body shot like that in the ribs, you know the likelihood, the fact that he shot on him afterward and tried to grab a leg was nails. I've been hit like that when it, I don't... Where you could literally feel it was like it was like watching the Avengers or the X-Men in the movies, where you could feel the successive waves of force. It was like physics in action pass in, in through your body and out the back. Nah, it's not a feel. And that's the kind of feeling where, that I associate uh, that I associate um, with falling off of a building. <laughs> Except much faster. You guys beat Sorrell. I'm going to let him know. Never mind. Piece of crap. Ask a question, can't get an answer. So, so uh, uh, the sky's the limit, of course, for Giga Chigatsi. Um, good for him. Good for him. Good for him. Interested to see what he has to do. So now that this brings us to this brings us to the uh, Jiri Prochaska and Dominic Reyes. First of all, I said it. I was the only one who said it. As a, you ever notice that the guys who, uh, who uh, go go against uh, Johnny Boney Jr. never quite the same after? And now the, some of you are fighting on the Twitter. I kind of do like Black Flag. There, there were ways of dealing with, with fights. There, there were a couple of ways of dealing with fights. Right? And I've talked about this in the old days. In the old days, minor threat, and then later Fugazi, Ian Mackay. They would stop the show. And they would address the issue and they would, you know, ex- exercise control, <laughs> exercise control over o- over the audience, which is fine. But for the people who paid to see a show, suddenly they're involved in crowd control, not the place they want to be. Now, Black Flag was saying their, their approach was what we're doing here is discreet and separate from what's happening there. We're all individual agents in vessels of our own individual change. It's got, these things are not related. The Oxbow method is once shit starts breaking off. One, it's a tacit, it's a tacit critique that whatever I'm doing on stage is not interesting enough so that I'm your number one worry. You're pushing some guy, you're shoving some, you're doing something that's disruptive. The people who came and paid didn't pay to see you. And my attitude is typically if you if you want to be part of the show. I'll make you part of the show. So the, the use, those of you who, who are fighting on, uh, on my Twitter thing, you know, it's, that's my thing, you know. Have at it. 
if I if I agree with the point, even if it's poorly, you know, we don't have to. We could have a big tent. We could we could we could disagree and and be agreeable disagreeing. In fact, I prefer that the agreeable disagreeable. And some some of you are fighting in there about whether about whether whether the issue is somebody said post steroids John sucks and the quality of his competition has sucked. and then somebody was like the guy's won four in a row has been undefeated outside of the, the, the Matt um, uh, Matt Hamill thing which is crazy so just just stop you know I, I'm not even gonna. You, you know, it felt very much to me. You see that I just was like kind of liking it, not really retweeting it. it to me, it was like Pepsi, Coke, Coke, Pepsi, Pepsi, Coke, Coke, Pepsi. I, you know, whatever. I, there's no reality to any of this because fun, fundamentally, this is and this is the secret of uh, of Johnny Boney Joni. Yeah, my kids on the floor, she's eating and watching me. Um, we said that he is one of the. Listen, and if you have to go back on the Twitter machine, earlier this week, somebody was like, Jesus Christ, what's wrong with him? Well, he's doing this. He's trying to, he's, I guess it worked for, I guess it worked for Rose Namajunas to do this kind of nationalistic thing. You know, I'm going to do this nationalistic thing too. I'm going to, you know, yeah, Africa's going to, what the, what the, if, if Johnny Bongioni, if you want to come out and say to Francis Ngannou, Hey, 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 by the way, could you thank your great, 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 great grandfather for selling my great, great, great grandfather? That, that would be that would be funny. That would be good. But he's trying to do some. And, and somebody was like, I don't understand. You know, Uwe is back. And he's like, I don't understand what you care about. We'll oppose nationalism. You know, and I said, look, you see I me? Mean? It's like the guy who said to me ages ago and knuckle up. Uh, so uh, you, you only like him because he's black. And I said, hey, I, I got something for you. Do you think that uh, yeah, you might have an Asian friend? You might, you know, you might be Asian yourself, or you, you might know some few Asian people. Do you think they're driving around in their cars and they're thinking like, "Yeah, Toyota, <laughs> fuck those round eyes." We don't think this way, man. <laughs> we're, not thinking, we're not thinking this way. We either got supports of guy because he's a black fighter. You think you think that 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 Johnny Boney Joni makes me happy because he's an American? Or that I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna like Francis Ngannou because he's from Cameroon. What the fuck do I know about Cameroon? Nothing. I, I I went to a Togolese restaurant once and made the mistake of ordering uh, okra because I was thinking American South okra, not Togolese okra. Do not do this. Do not do this. Um, do not do not get Togolese okra. I actually, how about this? I dare you to go to a Togolese restaurant and eat a plate of okra, send me the video of it, I'll send you something free. Got to eat the whole plate. I only, I ate so because I felt ashamed. I got to, yeah, yo, yeah, this is great. Man, it was the most, it was the hardest experience I ever had in my life. Anyway, off off the food. So the thing with Johnny Bowen Johnny um, that people don't don't realize, I, and I said this, and I, and I mean this, and I've interviewed the guy. I said, he's a wash in every other aspect of his life except for fighting. So, you know, he's hanging, whatever he's doing, you know, I got my spies in New Mexico, whatever, hanging out with Q and I, what, just, I'm not, I'm not paying attention to him for that. You know, I might, I might try to teach you how to play keyboards or bass, you know, in, De, in, in Detroit, they, they, they killed a guy in Detroit. <laughs> Some in Michigan, some auto workers, because he was, you know, Asian, and they were stealing our jobs. Yeah, those those are fringe outliers, unless we're talking about January sixth. So you, you know, so Johnny Boy Johnny, I mean, he is in a situation where he could have had the world, right? I mean, his stuff, his stuff is not, I mean, when you mentioned McAnal, who also could have had the world and, and created, created an unforced era of, 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 of Brobdenagian proportions, but it's still kind of hanging out there. Hey, I sold proper 12. I made a billion and his, he's got the gift of gab and he's got the pictures of his son. You know, look, you're a fucking criminal. Okay. 
Johnny Brony Joni is just kind of a dumbass, right? And I keep thinking about the interview I had with him and about how touchy he was. I would say, based on my knowledge of drugs, I would say he was high. Not the kind of high that would have given a good interview. I'd say he probably smoked a few joints. I, it was weed. I, who knows? I don't want to besmirch the guy's character. That's not the issue. The issue is he was kind of churlish. And I'm not saying that I don't expect the guy to be, you know, this is just a phone interview. I'm just a voice on the phone. Person face to face is a little bit of a different deal. Not because he's afraid of me, but because generally he would have understood the intent and there would have been no need for him to be churlish. And it was when I was referencing his fight with Charles Sonnen and saying, well, you know, you're in a bit of danger there. This is a calculated risk. He goes, there's no risk there. And I go, your toe. I'm talking about your toe. I'm on your team. I didn't think that Chael had a chance. Not a chance. But if your toe had been seen, they would have stopped. He goes, oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, bro, were you even in that fight? Where, where, how you know? He's a wash everywhere else except for the fighting. But what he does with the fighting is like, we're not even, it, it takes us time. We're not, we're, we haven't caught up. In the same way that the Diaz's routine, Nick and Nate, their routine is, if you're in my weight if you're in my weight class, my division, and we're not on the same, we're not we're not training day to day in the same building. You're an enemy. I don't give a shit. I'm a mad dog. I'm gonna do. I'm really glad to see that that the that Nick and the videos that he's put up looks in shape, looks happy, looks healthy, and he's still Nick, but he's you know he, he looks okay, he looks good. But what I'm saying is, you know, uh, uh, with with uh, Johnny Boni Juni, he he, yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, with with what what uh, Zach just said. So with Johnny Boni Juni, I I think he is far enough ahead of the game that we haven't fi- figured out. And bits and pieces, um, uh, <laughs> bits and pieces, bits and pieces come through from the spies and that one of them and that you should stick and always remember is that he's not picking fights that he believes he's going to lose and you got to parse that very carefully now i could say the same thing i don't pick fights that i believe i'm going to lose but largely it's been proven that i have been delusional or as i prefer to say it i've been a visionary i've been seeing things that aren't there and had my ass handed to me that's not what he's saying, the spy who's making comments about Johnny Boney Joni. He's saying that Johnny Boney Joni is, is like somebody who might be looking at an actuarial table, is picking the fights that he's got a greater chance of winning versus the fights that he has a lesser chance of winning, which means the fiction that we believe that this guy is doing some kind of Apollonian thing, that he's shooting for the star, he's shooting for the platonic triad of true, good, and beautiful, that he's trying to touch the eternal with by just shooting. No, that's not what's happening. (laughs) That's not what's happening at all. This is poker. This is poker. You don't play the cards, you play the man or the person. So, and I say this all to say, that in the presence of a Yuri Prochaska, who is very much, very much a, a very much cut from the Sakuraba cloth, you've heard me. Uh, they in my, they're well esteemed in my mind. These cats, right? These these artists, these artists who are creating while they create, which in my mind is the definition of a true artist. They these guys do really well. They do amazingly well. When they're fighting, I don't know if you've seen Sakuraba since he retired, but physically he's left it all. He's left it all. What is it they say? He's left it all in the cage. Da-da-da! The kids looking at me. Well, if you guys vote, and you want to see the baby before the show ends? Put your vote in in in, in the comment. Uh, yes, baby or no baby. Anyway, so um. So he, he uh, these cats who create while they're creating, they're, who is it? Orlando Venata was one, Sakuraba was one. Um, John Nash seemed to think that, um, that, he, that 
Shogun Uha in the old days was one. Many of you are not gonna gonna remember Shogun Uha enough well enough to remember him before he was getting beaten by Johnny Boney Joni, but it's true. Um, so Yuri Prochaska um, is cut from the same cloth. In other words, he's like a, a Johnny Boney Joni who also fights that way. He, he he's digging deep in this kind of well, you know. It's like oh, okay, free will determinism. That argument is always when you look at a divine, all-knowing, uh, all-knowing presence in the face of free will and determinism. It's like how many things could you put in in that shoebox? And this is where AI starts to weird me out. How many things could you put in the shoebox of possibilities? Right? Okay. Well, how many chords are there? They're not an innumerable number of chords. They're a fixed number of chords. Right? And yet we still buy music because what? Because you can put those chords together in any number of different ways. Well, how many? Well, it's not unknowable, even though I don't know it, right? You know, um, 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 so I have a machine given how many different, what kind of processing power, how many different variables could easily figure out what any of the rest of us are going to do, not only today, not only this week, but probably for the next five or 10 years. It's pretty clear. We're not, we're not great mysteries. So, so it's, a, this is an easy poker game for Johnny Boy and Joey to, 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 to play. Uh, and, and I got to tell you, the big secret is that if you look at the cards, going the heavyweight, was the smartest thing he could do in terms of longevity, in terms of fight longevity. Because eventually he's going to have to deal with a guy. There's no upside to him to fight a guy like him. Because that means there's a 50-50 chance of winning and losing. We think, he can, we think that he's thinking about that, that he cares about that. He's not thinking about that. He's, he, he's not trying to beat the cards. He's trying to beat the man. And he may go back and, and, and fight light heavy, or, or Jiri may take it from uh, uh, um, uh, uh, <laughs> may take it from Oblahovitz, um could could take it from him, and then chase and chase Johnny Boney Joni to heavyweight. But in order to get there, every card that he turns over makes the likelihood of him actually beating a Johnny Boney Joni um, low. And I'm going to go back to Apocalypse Now for the line that I think says it all. When, when Willard's talking, he goes, you know, uh, um, we only spend some of our time thinking about Charlie. Charlie spent all of his time thinking, thinking, thinking about us. You know, I mean, the quiet that, that Johnny Boney Joni seeks through, you know, through substances and hanging out with dummies or going to strip clubs and getting drunk and getting high. It, it's probably from this Asperger's-like focus on, on not the cards, but the men. Smartest thing. There's no return. The, the benefit is a Yuri or a Blavitz. He's making those guys. Those guys want to want to get to get get us. No. Like you said, Bible division, and now division is like what? What? Had we, last night's fight wasn't a pay per view fight. So, um, well, no, because this is the thing that Stefan and I got into the argument about, and she cut it out of the show about. I said, this is not the way you negotiate. You don't negotiate. She goes, well, this is the way to do I'm not saying that's, I'm not saying it's a bad second move, but I'm saying your first move should have, should have made the second move of arguing about this thing on Twitter unnecessary. And she didn't agree with me. That's fine. She's not here to defend herself. I'm not going to talk about it. But the reality of it is when Johnny Boney Jr. gets rid of, of Malky, that lends credence to the argument that I made that John at some point is like, yo, what? I went heavyweight and gave up that belt 11 months ago. Why am I having to fight with these fools on Twitter? What are you doing? And, of course, from the bald one's perspective, 
since he systematically tried to, if you're just listening to this on SoundCloud, I'm making the fig, the, making my fingers into scissors, has systematically cut the connections. Like a friend of mine wanted to do this play called Friendster. Naps, no, Friendster. No, Friendster was a real thing, right? So he was, it was based on Friendster. In other words, the guy who created it wanted to, he, he created an algorithm that would make your connection to him the strongest connection. And then the algorithm went crazy. And in order to do that, it started to alienate the other participants from each other so that their, their connection to him, his Tom in my friend's sci-fi nightmare movie, um, stronger. And that is what the bald one is fundamentally doing. You know, and I, on good authority, he's going, he's going to fight us. I'll tell you what, I'll give you a million dollars, but you know, don't, don't, don't tell your manager. I'll tell your manager. All he's going to want to do is going to take his money. Don't just, just, I'll just give it to you. And at a certain point, you know, the fighter's like, hey, you know, I'm really just here for the fighting. And that's fine on the way up. But you don't need those protections on the way up. You need them on the way down. So that you're not taking, you know, you're not taking 10 grand for a dump and run that leaves you with uh, headaches and blurred vision for the rest of your life. No, Malky didn't think he that he could strong strong. He was just wasn't doing the job. Like the German guy said to me at one point, are we gonna do business like adults or like assholes? You had 11 months. He said, Well, they weren't answering my call. You know what would happen to me as a journalist if I wrote an article and didn't interview any sources? I mean, I learned this back in 1988. Sent to the editor, go, you don't have no sources here. Well, no, they answered the call. You get out there and you, I don't care what you do, you get somebody to respond. I know a guy who was a sales guy. Those guys are properly motivated. He called an airline to say that the guy he was trying to make a sales call to, that the guy's wife had been involved in a car accident. The guy got off the plane. They put him on the phone and he said, hey, sorry, I, I had to pull all those stops. Your wife is fine, but I just want to. And of course, the guy flipped out and he lost the sale. But that guy was willing to go, was willing to go to any length to get the sale. And as a journalist, you got to go to any length to get the interview. And as an agent who's getting a, a big chunk of change from making phone calls, you negotiate that shit 11 months ago when dude gives up the belt. That's when you start. They're not calling me back. Show up. This is your meal ticket. Show up. So Johnny Boney Joni, effectively now, uh, I think he's closer to getting the fight. Than before, because of course, the public message that the Baldwin wants to send is like, you don't need these guys. You just deal with us. You don't, you know, because we'll all assume at this point now, when the fight happens, that Johnny is making the big bucks. That we already have a range. He says, I'm not doing it for 10. The Baldwin says, he's asking 30. Johnny Boney Johnny goes, that's bullshit. I never asked for 30. So now between 10 and 30, We've got dealable range. And they could come in at 12 or 13 mil. But we'll all assume that it probably was 15 to 20 mil. And that's just what the Baldwin wants us to think. Everybody in his and, and, and the sausage in the plate land, everybody wins. Everybody wins. And Yuri, uh, I love the kind of martial arts thing he does. Both him and Francis are doing what Eddie Goldman wishes and what used to be very much part of the old oofsy, I'm talking one through 50, of like, you know, oofs, that this is part of, this is part of martial art, a spiritual rigid discipline. Not gonna, you know, and, and that's part of the key to why Yuri is so relaxed. I don't hate this man who's opposite me, you know, and I'm not trying to hurt, this is not, about those negative attributes that we try to package up for the entertainment value. You know, there's a movie, uh, uh, what is that movie, of a, a violent season, uh, a, a year of, I can't remember the name of it, and it was like quasi-gangster, and there was not a single act of violence in the whole movie. It was just, it was just a tease and a threat. But this guy has gone beyond that. He's like, I'm not, it's not in my headspace, you know? I mean, he, like I've said before, he correctly has identified that the most important person to him is a guy in the cage. This is a guy to be honored. And it could be a ruse. 
But it's a nice ruse. It's a nice Fuck that, eat me. It's different. However, <laughs> the guy is not asking for any money, which is of the bald one. You know, this guy could probably be give him a like that the that they the, the chimp that they shot into outer space, the chimp comes back alive. Not like I just found out that the Russians roasted the dog. I used to love that little dog. I thought the dog came back alive. The dog died. So the chimp makes it back alive. And you know what they give the chimp? A fucking apple. Get this straight. I went into outer space for you. I came back. I survived an apple. Yeah, okay. I guess that's right. I guess it's an apple. All right, cool. I got myself an apple. <laughs> yeah. Woo, apple. Got an apple. So uh, only one of you, only one of you uh, uh, want to see, uh, uh, yeah, history of violence. No, no, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I think uh, the history, no, 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 history of violence, that was with Viggo Mortensen, I think, right? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll see if John were here, I, I, I could actually help. So, um, uh -huh. so I like the act. It's, it's uncharitable for me to call it an act. I, maybe, maybe it's not an act. You know, maybe it's just to the guy. To, he's to the manner born. Maybe it's just him. You know, I, I, I um, but you're not going to get anywhere when you deal with sausage and plates, guys. And you don't ask for a sausage. You're not going to get any. So he's like, "That's fine. I'm a, I'm a vegetarian. I'm a vegetarian. You know, I, I just, I but veg. Okay, gotcha. But Johnny Boney Joni, I don't think. I think if he's got a choice between going and Ghana or or, or Yuri. You don't have to be a genius to know that the Ngano thing is a smart, it's the money move. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's the money, what, what Zach just said. Exactly. That's exactly right. You, 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 I, there's nobody who's going to argue that, that, and, you know, Yuri comes in with this kind of, you know, this, the purity, and that, that's fine, okay? I can't buy gas or pay for these lights with purity. So Johnny Bonajo, he's 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 the head of the game. He's he's the head of the game. You know, he's, he, in terms of his thinking, in terms of his thinking about very precisely where he needs to be. And uh, honest to God, even though like I like this other stuff happening, honest to God, they're the only. Yeah, kid. Let me finish the last five minutes of the show. Can I do that without you screaming at me? That'd be cool. Uh, and I'll bring you in to end the last show, but uh, it's gonna make me go longer. Uh, she, she's like looking at me like she doubt, doubts the the veracity of my words. Uh -huh. So, uh, <laughs> the, fuck, the fuck, Cyclone, we're not too late, man. We, I'm in the last five minutes of the show. You are very much too late. You could just watch the show on the on the comeback. But um, you know, uh, Johnny Bon Johnny is is a little bit ahead of us. And, and I, I guarantee you, the, the now Steph said something interesting today mm, she, about light heavy. She said that she believes that she can't trust uh, that the bald one is not going to screw Glover Teixeira, take away the, the Blahovitz fight from Teixeira and give it and give it to Yuri. That's not going to happen unless Glover get Glover was a, a Chuck guy. You know, they retired Chuck because they like Chuck. You know, um, they're not going to screw over Teixeira, one of his guys. And Teixeira is getting up to the age where, you know, he, everybody with Teixeira at this point is like in the gots to know phase. So give dude his fight. But you realize all these guys who are fighting that eventually expect to fight Johnny Boney Joni, go ahead. Give him, give Francis Ngannou the fight against Lewis. Just turn over another card for Johnny Boney Joni to see. You never, if that guy, from the bald one's perspective, and it should be calculated that if he retires undefeated, and I'm not counting the Matt Hamill thing, that's the eight up, you know, that's the, that's going to be a bigger pain in the ass for you, Mr. Bald One, than, than if you let the guy, just let nature, nature happen. People are thinking about Johnny Boney, uh, 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 about Johnny Boney Journey wrong in this. The Ngannou fight is a winnable fight for him. I don't say he's going to win. It's a winnable fight for him. And it serves his purpose as well because he makes, he makes DC miserable. He makes a bit of bank. 
He's playing the he's playing the man all he's playing the man he's playing every man that's there to be played. I mean, Yuri goes he goes against Jan. Yuri beats Jan. Jan is nowhere. Yuri gets beat by Jan. He's still someplace, but he's still kind of nowhere. The reality of it is, also you should take note: cats who fight Jones don't stay the same. And I think it's safe to say I got shouted down on care, don't care about this. I think it's safe to say, um, yeah, I think it's safe to say uh, that Dominic Reyes is done. I had questions about his head. He addressed this in the commentary. Yeah, I was trying something new, you know. Now, 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 if it wasn't a head thing, it's now a head thing. And if it was a head thing, like I suspect, it's really a head thing now. Because now with three down, now you're worried about all kinds of things. You're worried about being four down. It doesn't help. Who are you going to fight? Okay, I'm an executive gatekeeper. Oh, really? No, you're not. Feel that wind at your back? That's the wind from the basement. I don't know what to tell dude. Don't know what to tell dude. If I were him, get ahead of the game. Think four or five steps ahead like Johnny Boney Joni. Go up or down a weight class. That will buy you time. And if you think, well, hold on, let me let me revisit the scene of my greatest glory. Let me let me let me let me try to re rematch with John. That's not happening. That's not happening. You know you know you know you know how I know it's not happening because I don't know where Alexander Gustafson is. Oh, Dark Star, remember him? Yep. 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 So, so don't, and I could be attributing, look, like I've said before, Johnny Bonigioni has disappoints in very many regards. You know, I'm looking at the, I'm thinking about 360 stuff. I'm looking at spots on Fallon up in smoke, Kimmel up in smoke, you know, Seth Meyers up in smoke. I'm looking from being a darling, from being in Vogue in the fact, I wrote about him for Vogue men. I'm looking at that. I'm looking at it going to smoke a man, squandered up and squandered up. He's not thinking about that. Those were nice extras. Those were nice extras. But not the not what he was there for. Anyway, 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 anyway. Um, that's get the end of the show. This is round one. Uh 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 hold on. I got the pipe. Round one, a six, a three. Um, if you haven't subscribed to eugenesrobinson.substack.com, you should do it. And it, it, you'll be more informed about this week's newsletter than people who just subscribe to it because it's a topic of conversation here and it's a meditation on the nature of revenge and justice. And I'm still, I'm still, I know some of you here already get the newsletter, you've already read it. You know, I'm still undecided about revenge or justice. Can't figure it out. Can't figure it out. Anyway, uh, so that's out now. Monday afternoon, care don't care happens. And uh, do we ha- can we have the baby for a cameo? Um, uh, with the last hip hop, the last hip hop, uh, uh, hip hop evolution thing for kid, kid not Tay and I is this Tuesday. And Alexi, is this Tuesday? Um, <laughs> oh, look at this tired, tired, cranky baby. Eh? Hey, kid, look at that. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, we, I, I talk, yeah. Um, well, justice is, I think they're both ineffective. I mean, if, the, if you get to the end, I don't want to screw the end of the piece, but I think they're both ineffective, right? And Kashi and I were talking about this before. The best is not to have the horses escape from the barn to begin with, to not be transgressed against shitty behavior. But given that, what we're talking about is what's more restorative, revenge or, ju- or justice. I, read the piece, comment. Uh, people who are from the fight community who have opinions on this are more valuable to me than people from outside the fight community because we understand the nature of retribution and, and uh, justice and Street justice and so on. So, um, um, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I know. Well, she farts as much as Popeye. <laughs> she, so they, she and Popeye would be neck and neck. I'm sad they did, they did, they didn't cross. So, uh, and I can't make any claims for my sports that kill newsletter. I don't know when they're going to run it. So I've even stopped mentioning it about the, the Aussie.com uh, uh, sports that kill newsletter. So anyway, that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening. She's awake. So I can end with a scream. And, and like I said at the beginning of the show, if you can, if you've had experience, I'm going to ask Mr. Rodriguez about about a uh, about sportscaster how to get on. But I got to get off the YouTube thing. Got to get off it. Got to get off it. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll you see you soon. Do not die between now and next Sunday. Until then, live what you made me do. Ah! Yeah. <laughs>